after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about TV commercials, talk about our favorite ones, our least favorite ones, and the ones where people say really weird shit like this. I'll give you 30 seconds to take your blouse and get out of my house. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Has. we are your co-hosts for the next hour or so. That drop at the beginning of the show, Genevieve. Hello, by the way. Hello. Hello. Um, comes from one of those old uh, Gino's Pizza Roll ads. Remember a few weeks ago we were talking about, what's the name? Stan Freeberg? Is Stan, that the guy who Stan did Freeberg, the- yeah. He, he, he kind of introduced irony and humor to commercials, and often his uh, campaigns involved parodying other commercial tropes. And I uh, came across another Gino's, uh, kind of a funny 1960s era Gino's Pizza Roll ad today because... And you know this, Genevieve, because I was watching tons and tons of commercials from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. <laughs> and today. <laughs> and today. Uh, in preparation for a uh, for a quiz that I'm going to be uh, laying on you later on in the show. I am so excited. You know I love administering you, quizzes. You love quizzes. I And I do feel like um, I've, had to, I've gotten to dish it out quite a bit on this show. Uh, but I've never had to be in the hot seat, so this will be a You're, new experience for me. You are definitely in the hot seat. The way it's going to go down is I'm going to play for you um, little clips of tape from old commercials uh, from back in the day, uh, mostly things that you and I did not see in our childhood, and you're going to have to guess what type of product it's for based on the audio I play for you. We'll do that. Also, yes, we will be checking in with the Ad Council. That's you guys. And uh, we got it. Our inbox is overflowing. Our, our Facebook page is bursting. I think that's how it works. Um, <laughs> people really want us to talk about the big KFC news, the big reveal. We know who the next Colonel Sanders is, and his face is already on TV. We got you, people. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. But uh, first today, our main topic um, is something we're calling Child Husband's Mommy Wives. What does that mean, Vives? Well, uh, if you've watched TV at all in the last... I guess since TV was invented, yeah. uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's um, it's this idea that uh, products use usually, typically, sort of domestic products, uh, very much consumer goods used in the home, where the narrative revolves around the husband being a dumb child and the wife being the voice of reason slash nagging mommy type and right. it drives me crazy i actually think we'll get into this a little bit but i, I think that the times they are changing uh, and we're seeing less of it but you still see plenty of it out there and it is infuriating okay so uh, is the best example of this maybe this discover card commercial that we saw before is it's this, a, would it's this a set pretty, the tone it's for pretty people? egregious why don't you play it some people might not get what we're talking about i think most i think most people do but this is a discover card commercial uh where you have a woman calling her credit card company the discover card folks because uh, her husband has screwed things up again discover card i asked my husband to pay our bill and he forgot. Yeah, I've got one like that too, but you have the debit card and it's your first time using a payment, so there's no late fee. Really? Yep. You don't even have to ask. And we'll never raise your APR for paying late either. Oh, that's great. So, is your husband off the hook? No. He went out for milk last week and came back with a puppy. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Now we see the, the husband coming down the stairs carrying a little puppy that he's hoping won't pee all over the place. Hold it, hold it. Well, forgiveness is a wonderful thing. Yeah. At Discover, oh, we treat you husbands. Like you treat you. We, we can't. It's like we ask them to go to the store to buy something, but instead they come back with a bunch of magic beans. Yes, it's so infuriating. This idea that um, American men or husbands are just barely capable of performing basic adult functions in any scenario, and the wife always has to be there to, you know, crack the whip or bail them out or or be the functioning adult in the relationship i mean you see this in movies too right it's, it's a whole right. there's a whole sort of subgenre of like i think they call them like um uh there's somebody i think the new york somebody in the new yorker might have written about it but um like slacker guy uh, overachieving woman comedies like knocked up is oh knocked like up the, yeah the right example oh uh, right yeah and in this case you might say well 
obviously these commercials aren't sexist because it's portraying the women as being like really functioning and they're the smart ones and guys are dumb. How could that be sexist? But I think obviously, they're super hateful to men. I mean, they're they make they don't always portray women in a great light because they're just you know they they're the mean mommy. But I feel I think that men uh, really get. Kind of bludgeoned by these by these ads. Yes, but I actually do think that there is a, they are sexist in a way though because they portray women as being the competent ones, but in the home, like it's this idea right. of oh well, yes, because really, I mean, we shouldn't even be asking men to be taking care of these menial tasks. Like this one was a Discover Card commercial, which okay, that's bill paying. That if you go back in time, there's a little you know sometimes men pay the bill, sometimes women. Maybe there's a but a lot of the products are cleaning products mm-hmm. or just and it's just like pointing out that like men don't know their way around a kitchen, men don't know their way around a a. a a laundry room and so you could again okay the man is not portrayed well but the man is not portrayed well because men be men and they don't have to know about that kind of stuff yeah as if a guy who is so dumb that he goes to the store to buy milk and comes out with a puppy could hold down a paying job right right all right here's one i want to play for you i think this is another good example this is uh one of the klondike bar ads and this was part of a whole bunch of infuriating ads yeah portraying the these men in the house this campaign are- this campaign is off the air now for good reason um I think it's it feels so retrograde, even though I certainly remember this campaign. It certainly, you know, aired in our lifetimes. Well, this the one I'm starting with is the dirty dishes one. And uh, it's a it's a fella who gets up off the couch and he's got a dirty glass um, and he's taking it into the kitchen and he sets it on the counter for a second. Like, is he just going to leave his dirty dish on the counter? But then he has a second thought here. I'll play it from the beginning. Pete Herman brought his glass into the kitchen and put it in the dishwasher. Give that guy a Klondike bar. Yes. We should reward him for being just like a human being. We should mention his wife is in the kitchen just like flipping through a magazine. He walks in, almost sets the glass on the counter, and then he has a second thought Puts it puts in the dishwasher, like I said before. Um, he's wearing basically a you know sweatpants and a sweatshirt. You can hear in the background that he's watching sports. Yeah, on TV. I was going to say I love all the signifiers here. Right, like yeah. he, he's the sport ball game is on because mm-hmm. that's how we know that he's a man. And his wife is standing in the kitchen, uh, I guess, in her domestic sphere. I will say, obviously, Klondike is doing this tongue in cheek, right? Like it's. It is the joke is he did a a tiny domestic thing and uh, like give this guy a reward. I mean it's it, it's supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be um you know what do you want a medal kind of like that's kind of the punchline. But it the punchline rests on this idea that yeah it it is kind of uh, a rare thing for a married man to do basic domestic chores around the house and because it has to play on that stereotype. It's reinforcing it in some ways. I know we're coming across here, by the way, like, you know, some pretty angry social justice warriors. But you really do see – if you if, when you start looking for it, um, you start seeing all the ways in which commercials really do reinforce a lot of these ideas about what's women's work, what's mm-hmm. men's work. And it's really frustrating because this stuff is um, – this is the fabric of – of our society, like as much as the TV shows that they, you know, that they're in between. Okay, well, here's another one that you and I have both been talking about uh, for a while now. We started seeing this during the uh, the football season this year. I think since the beginning of the season is for the 2016 Hyundai Tucson. Um, and oh, I'm actually going to read you the actual description. This is like the <laughs> official description as it appears underneath the the commercial. A wife walks out into her front yard and discovers that a part of her white picket fence is missing again. She immediately knows the culprit and gives her husband, who is a huge Arizona Cardinals fan, a call. He's standing in front of his 2016 Hyundai Tucson when he answers the call from his wife. And I should mention that he answers that call while he is in some sort of tailgating situation with his bro buds. Hey, honey. You did it again. What? Uh, Yeah, where's the fence? The fence is missing? What? 
Where is it? Maybe I had to. The fence worked great last week. We got on the Jumbotron. It just occurred to me, for those who haven't seen this commercial, and especially for those who don't watch football, what's going on here is there's a common thing. When you root for the defense in football, people in the stands, one will hold a big letter D, and the other person will hold a picket fence, and it implies defense. So in this commercial, what we didn't mention is one of his bro buds has the letter D, and the other of his bro buds has the white picket fence that is missing from the yard. Let's go. Just bring it back. We're good. Let's go. How much do we love football? Go Cardinals. You have no idea. So here's the deal with this commercial. The one that got, I think that this got under both of our skins. So even though she is, she's at home, they're all clearly at the football game. Um, they have like Cardinal flags hanging from their house. She's wearing red. I always got the impression that she is also probably a yeah. Cardinals fan. The last thing the wife says is go Cardinals. Could make the argument that she's saying that ironically, but I think no, that I we're supposed think, to believe I don't think she that. Is. Yeah, I think that we're supposed to believe that she's also a Cardinals fan. So I think the first time we saw that ad, you and I both yelled, why isn't she at the game? Why yeah. does she have to be at home scolding and be like, oh, you guys went too far again? I agree. I, that that to me is the is the problem with this commercial is that if this woman who enjoys football is a Cardinals fan, why is she not tailgating with her husband and his and his friends? That commercial doesn't bother me as much from the child husband st- perspective, just because I guess this is unfair, but I kind of I think it's kind of just a good joke, mm-hmm. and I think it's well acted and kind of well executed. That's probably not a good reason to give it a pass, but. It didn't get under my skin in quite the same way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought we both felt pretty strongly about that one. Maybe I'm just remembering my own rage. We just saw this one yesterday for CarMax, and we're like, bing, bing, bing. Oh, wait, I sound like uh, Ned Needle Nose Ryerson. Bing! Uh, this is for CarMax, which is an online used car buying site, um, and it's called The Bright Side of Car Buying. And do you want to set this one up? I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking today. Yeah, um, this is... This is a CarMax ad that is built around their pitch that if you buy a car and then you change your mind, you can return it very easily within a within a short sort of uh, bad decision window. Um, the guy goes to pick up a, his car. He comes back home and uh, he's driving a yellow hot like hot rod sports car. And you see that he's bought this little yellow sports car. Uh, but he has not only a pregnant wife, but a one child already. And he's bought obviously a car that's completely inappropriate for a family. And it's, you know, this the idea is, well, he bought the wrong car, but no problem, he can return it. But it's predicated on this idea that this guy is so dumb and so unmindful of his commitments and his actual reality that he buys a sports car without without remembering that he has a family at home. I mean, I get that it's a joke. I, and I don't mean to sound humorless. I love funny commercials. When the joke is predicated on something that makes zero sense in the real world. I just can't find it that funny. I mean, I think the joke can make some sense of real world. I think that there are some real world examples, and we know of some where fellas have done some similar things, buying some products that they probably should not have bought without their wife's without their wife's knowledge. So I'm not saying that all of this is completely made up, but the thing that bothers me is it's always the same pattern with right. these commercials. It's always the same trope. Like I think you could have done that white picket fence commercial and and reversed the genders without making it without making it confusing and without making it seem like you're trying to make some sort of huge uh statement yeah. about women or something. I think it could have just been a nice casual like the woman is there with maybe some men and women, you know, bros <laughs> who are all enjoying the game with her and the husbands at home. I actually think it would be a little bit funnier in that case. Yeah, or having the like have them both be there and have their kids calling them like where's our fence. Right. Now, some companies I think are trying to kind of modernize that a little bit. You did mention before that it's getting harder and harder to find a lot of these. As we were doing research, we kind of thought, oh, yeah, we grew up with all of those ads of like, oh, the husband's sick in bed and he's acting like a huge baby while the wife who is also sick has to take care of everything or something like that. Um, But you said in kind of doing the research for this, it was actually harder to find new examples than you expected. I think that the times are changing and that um, advertisers have gotten the memo that, uh, you know, it's not just women who do dishes or laundry or take care of sick kids like there's a there's a really cute uh, ad campaign I think it's for NyQuil or maybe Tylenol cough and cold where uh, 
the the mom or the dad walks into the kid's room and tries to like say like hey uh, boss i'm feeling really sick today and then the, the, the yeah i like those the you know the the slogan comes on moms can't take a sick day dads can't take a sick right. day and it's it's very um i think gender neutral and it makes the point that working parents have responsibilities that they can't just you know offload mm-hmm. so you're seeing that more i mean i actually found it impossible to find uh, a dishwashing commercial where it was just the woman doing the dishes. I found somewhere just men were doing dishes. Oh, that's interesting. But I think that advertisers have gotten wise to the fact that actually this is a pretty uh, lame, that it's a lame stereotype that women um, only do those kinds of chores. Where I think it shows up is actually in car- in uh, commercials for things like uh, that Discover card, where mm-hmm. it, you don't think of necessarily a credit card company or bill paying as a particularly gendered thing. But when they set up a domestic scene, it's the woman who's managing the domestic scene. And I think some companies are trying to kind of kind of counter program that a little bit. Yeah. Some people kind of realize this trope has been going on for a while. And so now they want to kind of present the other side of it. And I think uh, from the ones I was watching today, some people are doing it really well and some people are not. And I want to start <laughs> with the people who are not. Let's just keep the rage machine going here for a second. Yeah. This, this commercial is actually, I think, the worst of the worst because I think it thinks – it's bucking the trend or it thinks it's taking the higher road, but it does so in such a condescending way Absolutely. that it is, it is so aggravating. I'm talking about a commercial for Tide, the laundry detergent Tide, and it's actually called Dad Mom. And it's a fella sitting there, you know, bragging that he's doing all the laundry these days and he's really good at it and how good he is at folding clothes and stuff like that. But as you pointed out before we started rolling, first of all, it's called Dad Mom. Like that's bullshit. Yeah, it's like it's when, dad. When, it's like, like when they say, like when a, when a man takes care of his children, he's babysitting. Yes, which is absolutely no, he's parenting, right? And that's again, that's something that just happens in real life. It's not just something that happens in um, in commercials or on TV. Like you hear men say that, oh, I can't go out tonight because I'm babysitting. No, you're not babysitting. It's your goddamn kid yeah. and you're parenting. And the fact that this ad is of a dad who, and again, the thing that bothers me is I think Tide really thinks that they're really kind of yes. being clever here and taking the high road. Like I said. But they're calling it dad mom. No, it's dad. Dads have to do the dishes sometimes. They have to do the laundry sometimes. They have to fold the clothes sometimes. And you share responsibilities. And by calling it dad mom, it's just like, well, I mean, again, times have changed. I know that we grew up with a movie called Mr. Mom and we loved it. But it's 2016 now. And to be so smug, but listen to the smugness of this ad. Hi, I'm a dad mom. That means while my wife works, I'm at home being awesome. I know there's a lot of mom moms that are out there that look at my unique mixture of masculinity and nurturing, and they find it quite alluring. And I know that there's dads who are out there who are astonished with my ability to dress a four-year-old. But here's a real kicker. I can take even the frilliest girl dress and fold it with complete accuracy. Boom. And with Tide Boost, I can use the brute strength of dad to mix with the nurturing abilities of my laundry detergent. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go do pull-ups and crunches in the other room. I don't even really get the... I don't get the... Yeah, get that's the, a is, really dumb joke. Is it end. just that... Is, is, is exercising at home like a... Is it a feminine thing that he's doing? Is it is it is he, is he it asserting his masculinity? I mean, is he just like letting us know that he's like keeping it tight? Like, I don't I understand don't what, the, what the kicker there is, but I would agree with you 100%. The more I listen to that, the more I find it condescending. Now, this one isn't groundbreaking. I don't think it's the best commercial in the world, but it's another example of a company trying to kind of buck the trend a little bit, or maybe not buck the trend. Maybe I should say recognize the ongoing trope that has been going on for years and years and then trying to buck it a little bit. But it's just a, it's a simple little commercial. It's not the best in the world. It's not the worst in the world, but I think at least it gets the tone right. It's less self-congratulatory, and it's part of this um, Campbell's Soup real real life campaign we've talked about it before they unveiled this i think earlier uh well i guess it would have been late 2015 i think um and campbell's soup just doing various things to really kind of capture real what they think are kind of like real life moments and in this one uh you do have the the sick husband and he's like laying on the couch and sort of feeling uh whiny about how sick he is again kind of a long-standing trope in these kinds of things and then he uh he whines to his wife for some help so i'm not feeling well no. You know, when I got sick, my mom used to make me chicken noodle soup. Oh, okay. You should call your mom. She just uh, grabs a can of soup and throws it on his stomach, and then she heads out the door. Bye. Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup. There when no one else is. 
Campbell's made for real, real life. And it ends with him just standing alone in the kitchen, stirring his chicken soup, as I think most of us do when we're sick. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So those were the kind of counter examples. Any other examples that you want to uh, play here, Veeves? I would like to talk about the Fiber One ad. I think that this one, I'm already mad at Fiber One about their gross <laughs> uh, pregnant man commercial. So let's, oh, let's, God, pile, that's let's right. pile on. It's the same company. Okay, this is yours. What are we seeing here? Um, a man and a woman, um, husband and wife, are standing in their kitchen unpacking groceries, and the wife tells the husband, I think you need to eat more fiber. Sweetie, I think you need a little extra fiber in your diet. Oh, Carol, fiber makes me sad. Oh, come on. I dare you to taste one hint of fiber in fiber one. Oh, I'd be able to tell. I mean, why not just eat this bag? And how can you talk to me about fiber while you are eating a candy bar? She's in there eating what he doesn't realize is actually a Fiber One bar. And then he grabs it from her and takes a bite. You enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fiber Beyond Recognition. Fiber One. That does not uh, that doesn't get under my skin the way the other ones yeah, do. Yeah, it's funny. Like, in the same way that the defense one um, just doesn't get under my skin as much as it gets under yours, that one drives me crazy because... It is. Uh, it's a. It's a thing that you do see in ads, uh, particularly like around health foods or like foods that are really good for you, but it tastes like it's you know not not healthy. Um, and you'll see this a lot with parents to kids, like oh, don't tell them that the cereal is healthy, or don't tell them that there's really vegetables in this you know juice or whatever it is. We talked about that when my dad was on the show because he <laughs> was kind of like you feed your kids what you feed your kids. Yeah, eat it or wear it. Yeah. Well. That's it's one thing when you're a parent doing that for a kid. I think we can you know you can argue about whether or not that's how uh, good parenting works. It is ridiculous to me that two grown ass adults are having to like trick each other as far as you know what health food to eat or even tell you what food you should be eating at all. Like I am a grown woman, you are a grown man. You can decide, Andrew, how much fiber you want in your diet, and I'm not going to a make any decisions for you about that or B, try to stealthily infiltrate your diet with whatever health food I think you should be eating. And it just, again, I, it, it comes back to me, to these these ideas, these pitch meetings. It's like, okay, we're fiber one. What, what do you want to say about your product? Well, what we really want to say to people is it tastes good. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's actually healthy for you. Okay, that's a, that's a pitch. That's a, you know, a feature or whatever. How do we do that? I know husbands are just like man babies who refuse to eat anything healthy for them until their nagging mommy wives make them do it. So like roll. That seem weird that that's coming from a woman who's been hiding fiber one bars in my pimento loaf. <laughs> I don't think you know what a pimento loaf is. I do. I would never touch it. It's, isn't it like a big thing of it's kind of like a bologna like substance only has yes. a bunch of pimentos and other things in it. That's correct. It always looks like the grossest lunch meat in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's pimento loaf needs a rebrand. I don't sure. I don't know why I went with pimento loaf there. Probably something simpler would have would have <laughs> landed that joke better. You know, one uh, thing that I was noticing, I told you I was digging through a bunch of commercials from the um, you know, 60s and 70s today. This isn't really about husband babies or whatever we're calling it. But I mean, it's obvious to say, but holy shit snacks were commercials just straight up sexist in the 60s and 70s. Like the majority of the commercials, I never realized how aggressively anti-woman coffee commercials were. Like I was just watching commercial after commercial after commercial where a man was just being awful to his wife because her coffee was so bad and so she's freaking out about it in various cases she's talking to grocers she's calling her mom she's talking to friends like how can i solve this coffee problem when i make coffee for my husband it's either too weak or too strong i mean she's having panic attacks and he's just being like the biggest jerk in all of these ads yeah there's a famous one where she goes to the grocer and he tells her about you have to get the mountain grown coffee Mm. um and yeah it's so weird that that was such a big thing in in that era like i can't imagine that, that it was based on any sort of actual societal trend where wives were just not able to get the coffee right i assume that i, don't know. I assume that somehow the coffee lobby like <laughs> felt the need to ramp up coffee sales yeah well i'm really excited to actually get to that quiz uh let's see that's coming up next you wanted to play there's a couple more here you had uh you'll play one you want to play the you'll play one yeah let's do the you'll play one okay. and then we'll um 
then we'll call it, then we'll move on okay. to the, the quiz. Okay, here is the Yo Play yogurt. Well, now uh, we should mention a woman is on the phone talking to, we assume, a friend or something, uh, talking about how good her Yo Play yogurt is. And as she's describing what she's been eating, her husband overhears her and starts rooting around in the refrigerator uh, excitedly. My diet? Well, yesterday I had an apple turnover. Mm hmm. I know it's sort of my weakness. I always keep it in the house. Well, that and Boston cream pie, white chocolate strawberries. Yeah, yeah. And mmm, key lime pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've already lost some weight. Yo Play Light with 14 delicious flavors at 100 calories. Babe, what are you doing? So clearly he heard all the flavors she was describing, and he's looking around for those actual foods, not yeah. realizing he's not looking for yogurt. So, Got to say, this one doesn't bug me. First of all, what kind of idiot has a conversation like that about her diet? Okay, that bugs me, yes. Like, nobody says, I had an apple turnover and a Boston cream pie when they're talking about yogurt. Also, no one describes their diet. Unless she's talking to her nutritionist, no one's going to have that conversation. And I think it just bugs me because... Everybody's so dumb in that commercial. Um, but the husband in particular is acting like, a, you know, a chimp rooting through the refrigerator. See, I agree that the commercial is kind of dumb. And I, I just – yogurt commercials for women are just ridiculously yes. dumb anyway. And so – but I feel like in this case, yes, they had the husband rooting for, through the refrigerator. But I feel like they could have done this any other way and maybe even do – other commercials in this campaign i'm not sure any other way like for me it's kind of like well it makes sense she's in the home he's there he's the one overhearing her but i think you could do this exact same thing in a in an office place and maybe the co-workers are rooting around looking for what uh what you know food she's talking about and those co-workers could be women or something this doesn't really strike me as kind of like oh the trope of the man is so dumb if anything it strikes me of the trope of just like women got to have their yogurt <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you make the point like they could do it. You you could have done it another way, another scenario, and have it not be that way. But they didn't. They did it with right. the man, the husband being the dummy who's looking for um, her very ineptly described uh, <laughs> right. diet food. Right. All right. Well, how about we get into some uh, some quiz here? I, I I'm sorry if I'm rushing through this, but as you know, I'm very excited about this. It's quiz time in America. <laughs> Okay, let me describe one more time what the rules of this game are. And, um, Veeves, I've kept you very much in the dark, just in case there's anybody questioning our ethics here. You, you <laughs> did not uh, really even know what the um, what the theme of the quiz was until I explained it at the top of the show. And once again, here's how it's going to happen. I went through a whole bunch of commercials. I have five examples here. I went through a whole bunch of commercials from back in the day again. And I pulled out a piece of tape uh, from the commercial. And I'm hoping that you will be able to, I'm hoping you won't, be able to guess what type of product this commercial is for. You don't have to say specifically um, what brand, but can you just guess what type of product this is for? Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Do I get extra points if I can guess the brand? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. We're keeping points now. Uh, (laughs) um, All right. Here is the very first clue. You know it's the best. You know it's top quality. I can count on that product. It looks better. It smells better. It's got a better gravy to it. Okay. Oh, boy. This is harder than I expected. Oh, really? I thought a, that that's kind of the easiest oh, one. Oh, no. It's got a better gravy to it. Um, let's see. Okay. Maybe dog food? Okay. You're guessing dog food? I'm guessing dog food. All right. Let us take a listen to the uh, longer version of that ad. If you've used CalCan like I've used CalCan over 16 years, you know it's the best. You know it's top quality. I can always count on CalCan. I can count on that product. I think it's meatier, it's chunkier, it looks better, it smells it better, now, right? it's, it's a got a better food. gravy it's to it. It's cat food. I feel like... Cats love it. I feel like I was pretty close. Yeah, I, I'm going to... Let's... Uh, I don't know. Hey, you're the one who brought up points. Do you want to maybe give you like ha- uh, half a point yeah, on that one? I think based on the information uh, that I had in the clip, uh, I was as accurate as I could be expected to be. Okay, I'll give you a yay. <laughs> All right, you got that one right. You got half a point. Are you keeping track here, by the way? Can you keep track of your own points, and can I trust you to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, Okay, here's another clip. When you spend your life working hard at something you like, you'll learn to take every little bit of goodness that comes along. You've earned it. 
And you know you only go around once in life. So you grab for all the gusto you can. Okay, now I sort of feel like... Oh, man. The cl- okay, I'm, I'm glad that you're struggling with it. I was scared it was going to be too easy. And I can replay it for you. I yeah, sort of feel like I feel like um, if there's any clue in here at all, it's just kind of the, well, it's kind of a shitty clue. It's just sort of the feel of the commercial, the vibe it goes for. Listen. Right. When you spend your life working hard at something you like, you'll learn to take every little bit of goodness that comes along. You've earned it. And you know you only go around once in life. So you grab for all the gusto you can. I mean, I know we were just talking about coffee ads, but I feel like something about grabbing for goodness. Don't say coffee. I'm going to um, we're gonna I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear you say coffee, um, and I'm gonna give you a, a a hint, a visual hint. Okay. The visuals for this commercial are a bunch of men on a sailboat, and it looks like they've been kind of working on that sailboat all summer, and now they're finally taking her out, and and they're really having fun with her. And just take a listen one more time. When you spend your life working hard at something you like, you'll learn to take every little bit of goodness that comes along. You've earned it. And you know you only go around once in life. So you grab for all the gusto you can. I, I have no idea. Like a credit card, maybe? I'm afraid I've made this too difficult. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the uh, whole thing. You've earned it. And you know you only go around once in life. So you grab for all the gusto you can, even in the beer you drink. Uh, Why settle for less? I was closer with coffee. You're out of beer. Yeah. When you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. That was the tagline (laughs) on that one. Um, I I, I don't know. I guess it is tougher than I thought. I just sort of thought that it just sounds so much like a beer commercial to me, but it's easy for me to say. It's easy for you to say that because you saw it in context and then... You're primed for it to feel like a beer commercial. All right, go right. go for number three. Okay, here we go. There are lemons and there are limes, but there's no such thing as a lemon lime. Look at this can. I don't care what it says. There's no such thing. Look, see, a lemon lime. That must be Sprite, right? That was. I knew you were going to say that. That was a trick one. I thought you were going to get the first two right, and I wouldn't feel bad about putting a trick one right in the middle. Let's take more of a listen. What's, these are two grocers talking to each other as the one grocer is prying open boxes of produce. There are lemons and there are limes, but there's no such thing as a lemon lime. Look at this can. Gillette foamy with lemon lime. I don't care what it says. There's no such thing. Look, see, a lemon lime. It's just a picture. There's no such thing. All right. Yeah, smell it. Gillette foamy with lemon lime isn't sweet like plain lime. The lemon keeps it tangy. For the last time, there is it's no Gillette foamy. It's lime. a type of shaving cream. Yeah, I hear it. I mean, now that I hear it within the in the ad, um, that sounds gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also and, abrasive on the skin. I want aloe and yeah. and lotions. Um, you know what the funny thing is? Is it a Sprite or Seven Up that did the actual lemon lime? And you, you saw the like limon. the lime, and it was half it was lemon, sprite. half lime. Well, this I think came out like. Uh, a couple of decades earlier, but they did the same exact thing. When he's done opening up that crate, it's filled with half lemons, half limes. It's filled with limons. I guess I actually. should have realized, like, I think I'm sure this, whatever this, whenever this ad came out, long predated the creation of Sprite. But I'm that's like disgusting. That's, that's a tough one. A lemon lime shaving cream is gross. Okay. Uh, this next one is really interesting, but you're never going to get it. And now okay. I feel bad about this whole quiz. Is this the last <laughs> time I'm ever going to be able to give you a quiz? Well, I mean, you either need to make easier quizzes or get a smarter co-host. I really thought that I thought that some going into this, I thought some of them are going to be super, super easy. And then some of them are going to be nearly impossible. Um, I am excited about this one just because I want to talk to you about the commercial. Um I'm going to set it up for you. This is like Mad Men era. It's actually a black and white ad, but it's addressing the fact that we're just starting to see women in the workforce. And you're Mm -hmm. going to hear it's very narrated. And um, what's going on under this narration is you see a young woman, you know, uh, leave her apartment for the day and she gets on the train and then she takes a job in a busy office and she is learning all the ways to kind of be, it's actually called city slicker. I think it's, it's about women being in the workforce. Take a listen to this. If you're a city slicker, like Ann Foster, you come from Waterloo, Iowa. You learned fast, and wanted to, to read your newspaper in half, to order Danish, not sweet rolls, to almost like cardboard coffee. But this you do hold on to. Every woman needs to be herself at times. Your answer? 
your what answer. What is her answer? Okay, what so is going to make her sort of feel like, like a bubble woman? Bubble bath or perfume or something that's like, um, I don't know, pantyhose. Something that's like for ladies to feel feminine. Um, she's like, at, she's in the workforce, but she holds on to something that makes her still feel like a lady. So let me say this. Am I right about the narrative? You're right about the narrative, except think more retrograde because oh, this gosh. happened so long Is ago. It a like, girdle? no, no, it's not about, uh, it's not about her physical appearance, but she's doing her busy, she's got her busy day down and she's living life just like a man these days. Uh-huh. But when she comes home, there's still one thing that's going to make her feel feminine. And it's gonna happen, not in the bathroom, and not in the, uh, not in her dressing room, and not in the boudoir, in the kitchen, but in the kitchen. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, what's the what's the... it's it's really impossible, but it's a hell of a commercial. I'm gonna pick it up here. Okay. All right. Every woman needs to be herself at times. Your answer, baking. Baking oh, good, baking often with gold medal flour. God, that Little is kitchen, horrifying. True. Strange oven, also true. He but mentioned strange about- oven because she's like in this tiny little apartment. This isn't what, this is not the life that her parents envisioned for right. her when she became but 22 you know, years old or when whatever. When you've worked a long eight-hour day, your feet are tired, you're getting back from the office, you know what she really need to do? Get in, get in front of a hot oven and bake yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to bother playing the rest of it, but they just go into like how – I mean, there's just so much about that that drives me crazy. Because first of all, I loved the beginning of it. I thought she was Peggy from Mad Men. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just kind of like only this wasn't a 2014 show looking back at that era. This was actually from that era. So it starts off strong. It's kind of like this woman moved from the Midwest to New York City and she's making it. And she's making it. But – even after getting used to the manly world of cardboard coffee, she goes home and what is it going to take to still make her feel like a woman? Well, obviously, baking. Like, it's actually a good sort of pitch or premise if the product had been something to pamper herself with, you know? But this idea, I mean, it goes to show you, like, what a man's world it was where they where there was an, an honest-to-God pitch meeting when they were like, well, how do, how do women wind down? How do they right. say, relax, let their hair down at the end of the day? I know. They bake something. She bakes a cake. God. That's how she does it. That is outrageous. All right. Here's the very last one. Um, we see a little kid and his puppy stomping into the kitchen out of the rain. And um, I want to give you a clue right at the top because the obvious the obvious answer here would be a mop and it's not a mop. Okay. It's Bowser. Bowser. Oh, I wish somebody would invent a puppy that would wipe its own feet. Mrs. Davis. I've got the next best thing. What is the next best thing? Um, it's for dog euthanizing. <laughs> um, no, let's see. It's- no, you're right. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. It's not a mop. It's uh, a cleaning product. It is a cleaning product. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, is it, I mean, is it just bleach? What do I burn through in the kitchen more Paper than towels. any man you've ever Mrs. met? Davis, I've got the next best thing. A new invention from Procter & Gamble. It absorbs like magic. It's called Bounty, the new paper towel that actually attracts moisture. There it is, paper towel. Just towels. watch Bounty attracting, absorbing moisture. That's because it's more than that just That goes paper. on for it's another, like, 45 minutes, by the way. Commercials oh, be long yeah, in the 60s. Yeah, they were so long. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, Vives, I think you got half a point for that yes. whole thing. But you know what? I still think that you are a winner. I gotta say, I don't know if you had fun playing that quiz. I don't know if anybody had any fun listening to that quiz, but God, I had so much fun I making that tell. quiz. I would say maybe your quiz making skills could Aww. use a little uh, burnishing. Well, what was wrong? Were the, was it just too difficult? Yeah, I mean, there was like zero context for any of them. It's just so it's just so hard to find bits of commercial that don't just say the product over and over yeah. and over again. So I had to try to find things. And I honestly thought that the cat food one was going to be pretty easy because of the gravy thing. And you said dog food. So the, you basically got that one. Um, I just cut out the, the whining cats. And why did I think the next one was? Oh, I thought the beer one was going to be easy because it just sounded like a beer commercial to me. <laughs> 
Anyway, well, I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy that as much as I did, but I think we're going to do this every single week from now on because uh-huh. it was so much fun. Uh, so should we just move on and check in with the Ad Council? Let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. One last note about that quiz, by the way. If any of you guys were playing at home and you got a whole bunch of those right, could you let us know by emailing us? Because then I can prove to Genevieve that that is a segment that should continue. Our email address, of course, is after these messages show at gmail.com. And that's where we got a lot of these messages that we're about to uh, get into, right, Vives? That's right. Um, first and foremost, we have to address. The feedback that we've been getting from, I think, half our listeners, uh, and I I may have left out a few names here, but thanks to Nick, Peter, Carl, Ben, and Chris, uh, and thanks to listener Morgan as well, who called this. Um, KFC has indeed uh, Dr. Hood, their, uh, <laughs> their spokesman. Um, they started with Daryl Hammond, got rid of him, introduced Norm MacDonald. He's gone. The new guy is Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, should we take a listen to this? Yeah. Introducing KFC's delicious new Nashville hot chicken. Only- now, we should mention that is not Jim Gaffigan. That's that is still Norm McDonald. And so we see him beginning the commercial with the uh, with the New Orleans chicken or whatever it is. They're the Nashville hot chicken. And uh, and then the commercial goes on. Available for a limited time by month. Ah! Yikes. Suddenly, the real Colonel Sanders wakes up from a bad dream where Norm McDonald was pretending to be. Which is sort of similar to how they introduce uh, norm mcdonald was that a bad dream too? i can't remember if it was a dream but it was like i think uh, he just turned off the tv and something. he's like that's not the yeah but either whatever. way it's it, each time it's like oh you know that guy's an imposter so now we see uh colonel sanders uh screaming awake from a dream where somebody's um, is uh imitating him ah! same dream some fake colonel pretending to be me but i'm me so only I can introduce KFC's delicious new Nashville hot chicken. With a spicy, smoky flavor, only available for a limited time by me, Colonel Sanders. I know, dear. Now he goes to hug his wife, and as he hugs his wife, he sees over her shoulder that on the nightstand there's a picture of the colonel and his wife, only... Is it Norm in the photo? I think it's Norm MacDonald it... is the colonel. It would be funny if it was Daryl Hammond, though. Yeah, it looks like it's... Actually, no, that was Daryl Hammond, I think. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. I can't tell. I mean, they're all dressed up to look like Colonel Sanders. But all right, well, what do you what do you make of this? You and I were speculating as to whether or not the Daryl Hammond thing just had to end, so they decided that they're going to go with Norm MacDonald, make a joke of it, and move on and stick with Norm MacDonald. Other people, like I think you said, listener Morgan, said no, they'll probably just kind of keep on cycling through, and that's the whole campaign. And clearly, I just thought there was some issue with Daryl Hammond. They had to uh, they had to find a new spoke person and this made it seem like they were planning it that way all along does this give credence to the fact that i was wrong about that that maybe this really was their plan from the very very beginning i think it's still hard to say i think obviously now they've decided to do this kind of uh you know switch switch make the joke be that Mm -hmm. that it's a, a frequent switch out i mean whether or not it was um because of something that forced their hand with the first spokesperson, I don't think we'll ever really know. I, I tend to think that it was all planned from the beginning. Yeah. These are all comedic actors. Um, it's I've never heard anything that, that suggests that Daryl Hammond had some actual problem that there was some conflict unless he just had, you know, some other work that he was going to go do. Um, I've never heard anything that suggests he couldn't remain the spokesperson. One thing I did think is kind of strange, though, and this is from Adweek, um, and they write about the Gaffigan um, switch out. Unlike KFC's previous work, the brand may finally have found its pitch man in Gaffigan. Food is a common theme in his in the comedian's sketches, and his stand-up work often riffs on brands like McDonald's, Hot Pockets, and Domino's. Well, that, that's, way to nail it. That week. to me is so strange. Like, why would I, why would anyone think that they are still looking for a permanent spokesperson? Obviously, at this point, by number three, it should be clear to us that the joke is that they're switching spokespeople i don't think now suddenly i don't think i mean adweek's acting as if this is all 
they're scrambling to find the right spokesperson and this is how they're doing it. No, the joke is that they're doing this. Is there any chance Edwig knows that and we're missing the point of their joke, that they're just kind of playing along? I mean, I, I just read you what was written in their right. story about it. Like, I, I didn't read that as sarcastic no, or it doesn't. And, and I mean, Edwig is great and they do have a sense of humor and, and can be funny, but I don't think that that's not my read on this comment. Okay. Well, I got to say, they do have my attention now because now you're kind of like, oh, okay, it'll be Gafkin for a while. Now I actually am curious to yeah. see where they go next. You I know? think it's a great campaign. I mean, yeah. everybody's talking about it. It'd be interesting if they went with uh, like a non-white guy. Like <laughs> yeah. what if they went with a woman or somebody of a different race? What else do we have? Um, Dan wrote in, Alistair Dan wrote in about um, ads that uh, are kind of battle ads or diss tracks. Um, and in the discussion of those response ads, uh, he mentioned a Jack in the Box ad from a while ago. Uh, this is back when Jack was the uh, still had the voice of Jack. Um, why don't you give this one a play? Okay, listen up. This is big. We have just launched the first 100% sirloin burger in fast food history. Take a look. That's 100% ground sirloin seasoned while it cooks. People can choose what kind of cheese and onions they want, but it's the sirloin that has to be tasted to be believed. Now, for those of you not from Texas... Now, what he just did is Jack pulls down one of those um, giant charts that shows the outline of a cow and where all the different parts of a cow come from, the, where the sirloin comes from, where the rib comes from, the chuck, etc. That's the sirloin area. Jack, our competitors serve Angus burgers. Could you point to the Angus area? I'd rather not. So, when he says, I'd rather not, he sort of glances in the direction of the cow's uh, anus. And I obviously the joke here is that Angus anus. Um, and for those not familiar, Angus is a type of cow, not a cut of cow. Sirloin is a cut. So they're conflating the cut with the type of beef. Um, and the reason this is a, a clever sort of diss on a competitor is that Hardee's or Carl's Jr., which are owned by the same company, um, were heavily advertising their their burgers as Angus burgers, that type of beef. Um, so by implying that Angus is anus, uh, I think they were, you know, they were clearly taking a shot at Hardee's and Carl's Jr. without having to say the name. And the most hilarious thing about this is that it actually, Hardee's and Carl's Jr. actually tried to sue um, Jack in the Box over the implication that uh, that they were serving, a you know, a gross cut of meat. Uh, I think the suit was dismissed rightfully because they, they walked a pretty careful line there, but um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a dirty trick. There were two uh, commercials actually where they tried the same thing. There was another one where I think Jack mentions that the competition is using Angus, and then everybody in the room just starts laughing uh -huh. like crazy because, like again, they're confusing Angus with anus. And there's like it's a weird at like it's a weird strategy because it's got it's got nothing to do with it. Because like I watch this, I'm like, and I think I yelled to you from the other room. I was like, wait. Seriously, is Angus the rear part of a cow? I'd never heard that. And you're like, no, of course not. That's just a it's a type of beef. It's a type of steer. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have any any root in uh, in reality. But uh, it certainly it, it definitely got uh, Hardee's and Carl's Jr.'s goat because uh, they were pretty pissed about it. <laughs> All right. How about we do one more uh, from the mailbag here? Um, this was sent in to us from listener Mike, and I guess this would fit into the category of that's gross. Yes, I find this very gross. All right. So this is for <laughs> – I'm trying to think if I should tell you what the product is first or just describe the scene. The scene is uh, kind of an elderly couple, probably a couple in their 60s or 70s, and they're having um, – looks like lunch outside on their patio. Um, they're eating hot dogs, and the husband is trying to squeeze ketchup onto his hot dog when he kind of has an accident. And – it splatters all over the place, the ketchup yeah, with does. with a nice farting noise. With a nice farting noise. And then that's where his uh, presumed wife picks up. No one wants to look at splatter. That's why I use the American Standard Vormax flushing system. The new Vormax cleans two times better than conventional toilets. And she's... There's Explain! First of all, they're sitting on their nice deck. Right. She turns to her right, and there is a full-on toilet sitting out on their deck, which is just a gross association for me. While they're eating hot dogs. While they're eating hot dogs. Yeah. Um, and then the very end where she says, uh, it's clean, her head actually pops out of a toilet 
to say that. I think this is what we talked about when our friend Aaron Mason was on the show and we were talking about gross commercials. I can't remember if he was on when we talked about gross commercials yeah, or weird was. commercials, but this is an intersection of the both of them. I mean, the thing about when you have a product that is related to um, going to the bathroom, cleaning yourself up after going to the bathroom, like whatever it is, or maybe a product that'll help you go to the bathroom. Everybody is trying to like kind of come up with these clever, like almost skittle commercial weird ways to do it. Oh, right. Or the, that woman who has the poopery thing, the, the anti-smell thing that you're supposed to use in the bathroom. Like they're trying to make them really funky and crazy. Like and, old memorable. Spi- and memorable. And kind of like that old spice weirdiness or skittles yeah, weirdness. Yeah, look. I know, and we, we talked about, we've talked about this before. When you have a product that is for um, a personal or uh, unsavory use, but you need to sell it because it has value or utility or whatever, um, I agree. You're in a tough spot. It's hard to make a commercial that is palatable but makes the point and is memorable. But I actually think this is such a failure because – the product itself, when they when they just show the closest, so what what the product is is that it's a it's a different kind of like flow of water within the toilet bowl that should white that should wash it more effectively and keep it cleaner off the walls of the toilet off the bowl, walls yeah. of the toilet is like to prevent you know to get rid of splatter. That's a legitimate function. I think it's like actually not a bad idea for a toilet, but I think the way I would like to see that advertised, and the way I would be more inclined to purchase it or consider it as a product is you put it in a very like hygienic white bathroom, lots of white tile. Don't put it on a deck. Please don't put Mm. a toilet on a deck. It's so gross. It reminds me of like some horrible nightmare. Um, Like just show me the whole, the, the toilet working in a white clean environment, no implied splatter, no implied urine or poop. Well, there there has to be implied splatter because that's the whole point. I mean, I got to say, this commercial is gross to me, but you have to get the point across that the water going around is literally going to solve a problem that we're all familiar with, which then do what I will they describe do in the period splatter. commercials and show some blue liquid on the wa- on the wall of the toilet. Don't show me red ketchup farting out onto an old man's shirt. It's gross. Like, do it in a more um, hygienic environment, and it'll make me feel like this is a product about cleanliness. Kind of makes me want a hot dog. Oh, You want to get out of here? You can sell anything. You can sell anything. A stage in my life where all you have to do is say the word hot dog and it makes me want to go out you and can buy look a hot at dog. A, you can look at a toilet on a deck and want a hot dog. <laughs> I you have said a that problem. Just to tweak you. Alright, so a reminder of how everybody can reach out to us. We do have a voicemail line. The number is 607 607- 444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. And then, of course, we have Facebook and email, too. That's right. Our email is after these messages show at Gmail. Uh, our Facebook is after these messages show on Facebook. And we love hearing from you. Um, we appreciate all the feedback. Uh, we want to get to as much of it as possible, and uh, we so just keep it coming. Absolutely. I think we might even do an all-feedback show coming up here in the next couple of weeks because we're That's getting right. so many great letters and stuff. So keep it up. Thanks, everybody. We do this every Tuesday. Talk to you next week. You can sell anything. You can sell anything.